Welcome to a podcast about New York sports. I am Bobby Wonder, and this is going to be the state of the New York Jets address. As the resident Jets guy of the podcast, we found it only fitting that I come on and kind of give my opinion on what's going on right now for gangrene in the midst of what has been a tumultuous December, to say the least. And I think it's only fair if we start with the quarterback, Zach Wilson. After that performance on Thursday night, I really don't see any way Wilson has a future with this team. That's just that's just the reality of the situation at this point. We thought maybe he was going to be able to come back, come back from uh, being benched that first time after the New England game. We, I, I didn't think there was many people that thought that Wilson's time in New York was over after that New England game. We just thought it was a down down period for him, and that was it. However, after this past these past two weeks against the Lions and Jacksonville, I don't see a I don't see a future for him in New York. I really don't. That's just the honest truth. And I don't think that the quarterback of the future is on the Jets. That's another hard reality of the situation. Mike White's not the guy. Definitely not Chris Trepler. As much as people like seeing him play the other day, he plays quarterback like a fullback. Right? He's not going to be able to do anything for this team. Now, with that being said... There are still those Zach truthers out there that say that the Jets may have failed him and not the other way around. I am not one of those people. So we're going to look at a few stats right here. The Jets, on their only scoring drive of that Thursday night game, lost yardage. So the offense was set up with perfect field position to be able to go ahead and punch in an early touchdown and get, get up on the Jaguars. And they can only muster three points. Zach gets blindsided. Analysts say that was on him. He had to be able to identify the blitz, slide the protection, whatever. You want to say that's on the offensive line? Okay, I'll give it to you. Over the past two years, the Jets are 26th in the league in pressure rate allowed when Zach Wilson is under center. So you might look at that and say, hey, this kid's on his ass every single play. What is he supposed to do? Well, in contrast... When anyone else is under center, so let's say Mike White, Josh Johnson, Joe Flacco, when a, when any of those guys are taking snaps, the Jets are 10th in pressure rate allowed. Meaning that they get the ball out of the hands. They make the decision and they stick with it. They go ahead and throw the ball. Zach Wilson holds on to the ball entirely too long. The way this offense is designed, it's supposed to be a quick passing game. It's supposed to – and that's another thing that Michael Floor has gotten – heat about is the fact that he's not playing to his quarterback's strengths what if his quarterback doesn't have any strengths what if he, what if he has nothing to work with that's the way I see it at least you can't judge Michael Floor, in my opinion based on these Zach Wilson performances it's very difficult to at least just based on the fact that I don't think that Zach Wilson is a professional level quarterback it's harsh it's definitely harsh but I think it's the truth. In four games allowed this season, and excuse me, in four games lost by Zach Wilson this season, the Jets' defense has allowed three touchdowns. That is elite-level defensive play. You don't need a world-beater at quarterback 
to be able to go ahead and win games with this defensive unit. You really don't. And that's my whole thing with Mike White. There's a whole like section of the fan base that was against people calling for Mike White, saying Mike White has no talent. Mike White is not definitely not an NFL guy. Mike White's not the future for the Jets. Well, all that may be true. Mike White, I believe, is a professional quarterback, and I think that he's able to make decisions. He's able to read defenses. And you can see just in the games this season he's played, he's able to move this team up and down the field. He's put up, I think he put up 350-yard performances against the Bears, against uh, the Vikings. And I think... You definitely have to at least believe that that Bills game would have been different if he didn't go down with broken ribs. To me, the quarterback situation of the Jets is not... It's To me, it's easy to judge Zach Wilson just based on what the guys who come in, of, come in for him are able to do. Because those aren't world beaters. Those are just average professional quarterbacks. And they're able to look... Make this offense look above average. Now, two guys, I think who have kind of flown under the radar in all of this. As far as the blame game goes, I think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. To me, there's no excuse for not having an answer at quarterback past Zach Wilson this past Thursday. You're telling me the only guy you're able to be able to put in this game with your season on the line is Chris Trevler, former Canadian football legend? Really? That's all we got? He knows like three plays. The Jets ran like the same three plays when Strebler entered the game and just flipped them for like three drives. That's what you got? Are you kidding me? Winner go home? You had to know that after getting benched once and then coming back and having the performance he did against the Lions that Zach Wilson was not fixed. This was not a quarterback that was ready to be thrusted into this position. Just three weeks prior to the Lions game, he was benched for fundamentals. He couldn't take his three-step drops. He couldn't read defenses. He had to get back to the basics. And you're telling me that was fixed enough to the point where he was not dressing and then he was able to be ready to go back in and be QB1 when Mike White went down? To me, that tells me that they know Joe Flacco can't go, just like we all know Joe Flacco can't go. So why is he still on the team? I don't understand. Now... When we're talking about Robert Sala, don't get this twisted. I love Robert Sala at this point. I was I had my reservations at the beginning. I think he's a very good coach. I think we're getting to the point where whenever he messes up, people just label it as he's a new head coach. This stuff happens. But when do we get to the point where we're in his second season, that tail end of his second season, and that stuff starts creeping up again, and we give it the new head coach label, when does that end? Because this team's fighting for a playoff spot. You can't have new head coach stuff keep you out of the playoffs. You just can't. I'm sorry. This team has been in the playoffs since 2011. You got to be able to get over the hump. With all that being said, this team finds itself still in the thick of things in the AFC playoff picture. This past week, Jets got a nice Christmas present. With the Patriots losing to the Bengals, the Dolphins losing to the Packers, the Raiders losing to the Steelers, and the Titans losing to the Texans. For the Jets to make the playoffs, all that has to happen 
is they win their final two games against Seattle, who has definitely cooled off since Geno Smith looked like an MVP candidate. And their final game against Miami, in Miami, who now have Teddy Bridgewater under center as Tua's brains once again scrambled. Everything is still on the table for this team. I thank God Mike White found the 15th rib doctor in the tri-state area and was able to get his clearance to be able to come back and play. Otherwise, we would have had Zach Wilson again. And we would have had to sit through another performance, another abysmal offensive day. But now we have Mike White back. Hopefully the offense could put together a little bit of production, escape Seattle with a win, and... If the Patriots lose this week to Miami, the Jets are winning in on on week 18. As crazy as that sounds with everything that has gone on with this team over the past week, week plus, to be able to control your own destiny, having the opportunity to control your own destiny would be absolute insanity. Really quickly, if this team does not make the playoffs, if this team falls short, I want to be able to go into some priorities that I think the Jets have to have this offseason. One priority is, obviously, you need to be able to identify your quarterback. And it's definitely not Zach Wilson. If I had to look at my crystal ball, this quarterback depth chart is going to be Mike White, another veteran that they're going to bring in and be able to compete for the job, whether it's Gardner Minshew or someone else. And with a rookie, maybe the third, fourth round, I definitely see them taking a flyer on a guy late, later in the draft. Or it's going to be them trading for Aaron Rodgers. Which I find very hard to imagine because I know Joe Douglas loves his draft capital. He loves being able to control the draft board. And that's going to take at least two first-round picks to be able to move a guy like Aaron Rodgers. As I think it would be a very similar deal to the Stafford deal, which involved two first-round picks and I believe a second, if I'm not mistaken. And that scares me. I don't want to be hamstrung the way now. I mean, it's not going to be the same way, but now that the, the same way now that Denver is after that horrific Russell Wilson deal which quite possibly may be the worst trade in the history of the NFL. I don't want it to happen here. But I don't also don't want to waste the window that this young core has. I don't want to waste that window of opportunity. Because you're going to have to start paying these guys soon. You won't have the money to be able to go out and get guys to be able to bolster this roster. You have to make some hard decisions coming up. Like I said, I don't think much will happen other than them moving on from Zach Wilson. I do think that does come to pass. But six months from now, I think that Mike White will be the quarterback for the Jets with a rookie from the draft. Priority number two, got to be able to share up this offensive line. Whoever is under center has to be protected. And you got Makai Becton coming back, but I don't know if I'm able to rely on him at all. Like, if he gives you anything at all, it's nice. Like, it's a bonus. But you got to bring someone else to be able to push him, whether it's Dwayne Brown, whether it's uh, 
Cedric Obwehi, who played well for the Jets at right tackle at times this season, who also went down with an injury. Max Mitchell's going to be coming back, hopefully, from his blood clot issue. So you're going to have guys to be able to push Makai Becton. But if Makai is able to go, he's he has to be able to be the guy. You're going to get AVT back at guard next year. In my opinion, you resign Connor McGovern. He had a very good season. Nothing to complain about on his front. And then you're going to have... If Dwayne Brown wants to give it another spin, fuck it. I'll spin the block with Dwayne Brown. Bring him back. Regardless of who is the quarterback, you have to be able to protect him. Otherwise, you can't really properly evaluate. And that goes back to that Sam Darnold thing. It may be a question. Your quarterback will forever be a question mark if you don't give him ample talent around to be able to show his talent. Lastly, it may be the biggest one, the Jets have to re-sign Quinton Williams. Because we saw what this defense was with Quinton, and we saw it without, and I don't think I want to see it without. I do not want to see this defense in any universe without Quinton Williams ever again. Because that was the strength for the Jets this season. They were able to rush four, get pressure on the quarterback, and drop their guys into coverage. And that was when they were at their best. That was when they were getting interceptions. So, if you want this defense to continue the path they're on, the, tra- the trajectory that they're on, you have to be able to bring back Quinn Williams. And to be able to do that, you might have to get rid of a guy like Carl Lawson, who I think that the Jets are well-equipped to be able to absorb a loss like that just based on who they got behind him. They got first-round pick this year, Jermaine Johnson. They got Bryce Huff, who had a hell of a year rushing the passer. I think they have enough guys to be able to move on from Lawson, free up some cap space, and ultimately bring Quinnen back into the fold next season. And outside of that, I don't think that there's much more you have to do to be able to bring this team back next season and say, look, we started off very well in 2022. We think we can build on that. And with a stable quarterback, be able to make the playoffs and make noise. Because I think that this Jets team is built to do that. Maybe it's not this year, but I definitely think within the next season or two, they can definitely make some noise in the AFC. You're going to get Brees Hall back. You're getting Elijah Barrett Tucker back. And whatever they do in the offseason is just a bonus. Mike White's going to have another year in the system, hopefully. I think they can definitely make some noise next season if everything goes to plan and you bring back Quinton Williams. With all that being said, be on the lookout for a preview pod this week from me, Matt, and Sam. We're going to go ahead and preview the Jets' chances against Seattle this Sunday, New Year's Day, and see if we really do think that they have a chance to be able to make noise and get into the postseason. I'm Bobby Wonder, and this has been the State of the New York Jets Address. And as always, go Jets!